Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi guys, we'll get to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. Look at a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. You can find the podcast on YouTube. You can find the podcast anywhere that you can get your podcast. So this week is only um, audio, so there's no video this week. I'm still waiting on uh, my video equipment, so just audio this week. Okay, so if you saw the title on social media, you might be kind of confused, and I understand. I can understand that, but here's here's what we're going to talk about today. What am I supposed to do in the gray area? What am I supposed to do in the gray area? So we had to define what the gray area is. And to be honest, I think most of you know what this area is. We just have to define it. So I think most of you actually, if you're not in this now, you understand what this area is. And the area is simply this. When you have found yourself in a state in your life where you feel like there's no hope. You guys ever been there? You guys ever been there? Where you feel like there's no hope. It it almost feels like you're in this place where like it doesn't matter how hard you work. It doesn't matter what type of person you try to be. It doesn't matter how many times you you apply and, and apply for this job. And like it feels like you could it almost feels like you could keep doing the right things, but it's still not going to pay off. You guys ever been there before? And so this gray area is a space where it's almost the space before defeat. You're, you're almost contemplating, is it worth moving forward? Like, is it, is it, is this really worth it? You know what I mean? And I think a lot of times we, we sit here and we question some stuff and it, it's hard. And, and let's kind of relate this to our Christian walk too. Even as you try to live for Christ and, and do what Christ wants. Sometimes it can, it can feel like there's no hope. There, there's no hope anymore. You know, and, and it, it's not like you don't read the word of God. It's not like you don't study. It's not like you don't listen to podcasts like this. And I'm thankful that you do listen to podcasts like this. It's not like you don't. It's not like you. Um, you throw the Lord away. You know, like the prodigal, it's not like you completely go cold turkey on him. But I'm saying it's almost like the evidence keeps proving to you over and over and over that what you're doing is is not working. And so it just keeps telling you over and over to quit. So like when you keep applying for that job over and over and over and you keep going to interview after interview over and over and over again, just to inevitably at the end of that interview process to get the letter that I've gotten over 100 times. Thank you for applying for such and such job. We appreciate your interest in this company. But at this point, we are going to go in a different direction. 
How many times has that happened to you? And sometimes, sometimes what, what being in this zone and this gray area, what this can do for you, the side effect of it is you almost lose your optimism. So let's say, let's say, for example, right, with that job example, right? So let's say you've applied to 15 jobs and you've worked hard and you've been to to 20 interviews for those 15 jobs. And on all 15 jobs, you hear the same thing. We're going to go in a different direction. Even after one, two, three, four, five interviews with them, you hear the same thing. So on job 16, how your, how is your optimism going to be? You know what I'm saying? It's going to be, man, it seems like this this is just headed down the road like all the other 15 were. And and you can almost start approaching life. You can almost start approaching things with this, with a certain level of pessimism. And then you can almost start approaching life. And you're, you're almost waiting for things to fail. So instead of seeing job number 16 as, this could be the one, this could be the opportunity, this could be it. You see job number 16 as, I'll try, but inevitably, I believe it's still going to fail. We can do that with people too. You guys ever done that before? You guys ever been there, what I'm talking about? This is the gray area. The gray area is the area where you feel like, I don't think there's any more hope. You know what I mean? And I remember one time, um, I, I've been there a few times in my life, but one time uh, specifically, I was there and we were, um, the the situation just wasn't good. And I remember taking a walk in the woods because that's how I got to school. I had to cut through the woods to get to the, to the school. As I'm cutting through the woods and I'm just doing this month after month after month. Wanting things to change, hoping things would change, hoping things would get better, still working hard, still trying to be a good Christian, still trying to be a good example, still doing all these things. And there's no change. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. I remember one day walking through those woods, guys, like I would like I always did for months. I remember just sitting there. And before I got through, I remember saying out loud, it's over. It's over. I don't think things are going to get better from this point. It's over. Are you guys there right now in your life where you feel like, I don't know what more I could do. It's not like I'm not doing anything. I'm I'm actually doing what I need to be doing right now. But I, it's not working. It's not working. And you just feel like it's over. You know what I mean? Like it's over. It's over. And so what we're going to do, we're going to look at a couple examples because we aren't the only ones that feel that way. There's people in scripture that felt the exact same way, the exact same way. And these are some things that I think are important to study. So let's open up and let's check out an example here. So the first one I want to look at is um, Jeremiah chapter 18. Jeremiah chapter 18 And let's begin in verse 11. And if you're new to the podcast, open up your Bibles with us so you guys can check this out too. Verse 11 of Jeremiah 18. The Bible says, now this is God speaking to Jeremiah. 
Go speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus said the Lord, Behold, I frame evil against you and devise a device against you. Return ye now everyone from his evil way and make your ways and your doings good. And notice what they said, verse number 12. So God said, look, there's there's something coming. And he's saying, if you just return from your evil way and do good, just just do what I, t- what I tell you to do. But then verse 12, notice what they said. There's no hope. They had they had gotten so deep in what they were doing. I don't they had gotten to the point where I don't even think the Lord could bring a brighter day for me. And the Lord himself through Jeremiah said, return now from your evil way and make your ways good. And their response was, there is no hope. Can you imagine telling God? There's no hope, God. There, it's not worth it. There's no hope anymore. But notice the, the decision that they made. Verse 12. But we will walk after our own devices and we will do everyone to do the imagination of his evil heart. Sometimes, guys, with this with this gray area. What we can tend to do is we can let this gray area give us a level of control where we feel like I tried it this way. I tried being a good Christian. I tried being trying to be a good guy or a good girl. I tried, you know, growing and helping people. I've tried it that way. But the more that I did that, like Jeremiah said in the previous chapter in Jeremiah 17, the more I did that stuff, the more things got harder. So why would I keep doing that? So now verse eight, verse number 12, they said there's no hope. And so they gave, when, when you feel like there's no hope, the people here took the license to say, since there's no hope, we'll just do whatever we want to do. And sometimes we can have that, we can have that, um, that attitude, guys. Look, there's no hope. Things aren't going to get better. I don't see brighter days coming. I don't see certain things happening or will happen, or I don't see the quote unquote stars aligning for those things to happen. So you know what? I'm just done. I'm just going to do whatever I want to do because at least I can control that. So think about Luke 15. We we mentioned this in the previous podcast with the prodigal son. Guess what he wanted from his father? I want control. Give me, give me what you owe. I want control. Sometimes that gray area, that no hope area can make us want to take control. And sometimes we get so, and and here's the thing about it, guys. it's not the fact that we get impatient with God. I don't think that's the problem. I think it's, I think it is a problem and I don't think that's a part. I don't think that's the main part though. I think here's, here's the main problem with it when we get to this space. It's not like we we won't wait for things. It's not like we won't wait for job opportunities or work opportunities or school. It's not like we won't wait for those opportunities in secular world and in our Christian lives. It's not like we won't wait for them. But here's the scary part. 
is what happens if I keep doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I still don't get it anyway. That's the scary part. That's the part where we want to take control because we waited for so long. We waited for years to, to try to do the best we can. But what if we do all this and we don't get anything out of it? But if I take control, if I start making decisions, if I start making moves, if I start doing whatever I want to do, at least I know I can I can have control over it. So I know my my work won't be wasted. I think that's the problem. That's why we want to take control. Because with with God, when we give the Lord control over our lives, he may give us certain things. He may not give us certain things. And that's, to be honest, that's the hard part about it. But when you control it, who's to say you can't get certain things? So I think that's a temptation in and of itself. They said there's no hope. We're going to start walking after our own devices now. This this area, guys, it's this great area. If you stay here too long, it's extremely vital. It's I mean, it'll it'll get to you. It'll get to you. So what? So what's another example? So we looked at Jeremiah. Oh, here's a great one too. Um, oh man, so let's let's look at this one. Let's look at uh, Acts twenty seven. I think we looked at this one a few weeks ago, I want to say. But this is a great example, too. Acts chapter 27, and I believe it's verse number 20. But we may have to go back to get some context here. Yeah. Acts chapter 27, verse 20. So remember, this is with Paul. And Paul was on the on the on the ship. And this was this is with Eurocladon. And so the winds were exceeding toss and it, so many things were happening, but now notice verse twenty. Or so let's let's look up. Let's let's go back to verse eighteen. And we being exceeding tossed with a tempest, the next day they lighten the ship, and the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, no small tempest lay on us. So let's look at the situation. Situation is we're on this boat and the winds are being tossed. And as the winds are being tossed, obviously the natural thing to do as you have certain things on the ship, you have to lighten that ship because if you don't, the ship's going to go down. So you know what? Things are getting hard in your life. The winds around you are getting tossed. Things are getting more difficult. So you do the natural thing. You start lightening your load. You start trying to lighten your load, but then it gets worse. Even after you do the work to lighten the load and neither sun nor stars in many days appeared. So now not only did I have to lighten my load, then not only is the wind tossing around, then the, all the light sources that I could have to guide me are gone. There's no sun. And there's no stars for days. You know, you hear the you hear the phrase and you hear the old adage, when it rains, it pours. That's absolutely true. You know, sometimes when it feels like in Acts chapter 27, verse 20, 
when you got when you got some days in your life where you're in the gray area, it all hits at once. It's hard to explain. It just hits at one time. And there's neither sun or there's no stars. And so then notice how Paul describes their situation. All hope. What's included in the word all? Everything. So guess what they had done up to this point? They had exhausted every single option for things to get better. And even after they've exhausted every option, things got worse. You ever feel like that in your life? You've exhausted every option. You've tried to do everything. You've tried to even be the best person you could be. But it still gets worse. How defeated. I mean, just let's just think about this for a second. How defeating is that? To feel like your efforts that you're giving to God and your efforts that you're giving to to yourself and to other people around you is for nothing. It's literally for nothing. How does that make you feel? Paul said all hope. Everything we've we've tried it all. We did everything. All hope that we should be saved was taken away. Think about how powerful that is. All hope that we should be saved was gone. That's that phrase that I'm talking about with the gray area, guys. It's over. It's done. I'm. It's curtains. You ever. You ever. You ever look at where you are in life right now and you you ever try to think about your future and you look at what you're doing now, you ever feel like it's, it's a wrap, like it's over, that there's no hope anymore because I mean, and it's almost like through the years you've each year, you've kind of continued to lose your optimism. It's a, it's a wrap. It's over. It's over. And so this kind of shows, I mean, if we're going to move forward a little bit, this really shows the faith of Paul in verse 22 when he told them to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but the ship. I mean, it kind of shows the faith of God or the faith of Paul in God that God would still help him. And I think that's the that's the toughest part about being in this dead zone, in this phantom zone, in the gray area. The toughest part is having the faith. Even when you can't see. The toughest part is having the faith that the Lord is still going to help you, though. That's so hard. I still struggle with that. I'm, just to be honest with you, I still, it's still tough. Because sometimes for me, like, I feel like, man, if I just had, if I just had like a little piece of evidence that things were going to be good, like, okay, then I'm good. But sometimes you don't have that, you know, and sometimes you won't get that. So what are you, what are you going on? Since you don't have physical evidence that things are going to get better in your future, What are you going to go on 
to keep moving forward when life is telling you to stop? What's going to keep motivating you? You know, it's your faith, Hebrews chapter 11. It's it's your faith in God. It's your hope that things are going to get better. Days are going to get better. Your life is going to get better. Your situation can change. Your situation doesn't always have to be the same. It's a it's a different level of um, it's a different level of thinking, and it can be tough. It can one hundred percent be tough, and sometimes it feels like I don't know. It's it's hard to describe it. It, it kind of feels like I don't because you can't picture it because you can't picture it in your mind and almost makes it harder for you to believe that it could happen. So going back to that job example, I've been let down and I've been told 15 times sporadically out of the years. I've been told a hundred times. I'm, you know, I appreciate it, but uh, at this time, we're not looking to hire you at this time. We're going to go in a different direction. So what's going to motivate you if that's you? What's going to motivate you to keep working? To keep believing? You know, when you think about that word hope, guys. That hope, the word hope means to have, to anticipate. To have expectation or confidence in. So our hope necessarily shouldn't be in our situation changing, even though we want it to. Our hope needs to be in God. Our confidence needs to be in him, right? Hope is important for the Christian. You know, hope is. Hope is really something that we need. You know, and and when you think about it. Even even in um even in Corinthians, you know, we talk about love all the time in First Corinthians thirteen. But it's also important to to realize in verse thirteen, he doesn't just end with just love there. He says, Now abides faith, then hope, then charity. Hope is something that um I'm trying to figure out how how I can describe it through scripture. Hebrews 11 talks about now faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. It almost seems like for the Christian, and it's still hard. I still haven't mastered this by any means. It's almost like your faith. It's almost like your faith has to be your eyes. Because for we walk not by, walk not by, uh, walk not by uh, faith, but walk by sight. Or I'm I'm getting my own self confused. For we walk by faith and not by sight, right? For we walk by faith and not by sight. So it, it's almost like our faith has to be our eyes when our physical eyes can't see things getting better. So Paul said the sun was gone, the stars were gone, the the storm was around us for days. This this is this isn't a 
a one hour thing or a three hour. Some of you guys are in a situation where you've been in this situation for months. You've been in this situation for years. The same situation, it just keeps happening to you over and over and over again. So when things just keep happening the way that they're happening over and over, it's like it's the same movie. You know exactly what's about to, you know exactly what's about to happen. But it's almost like even though you know that, your faith has to be your eyes to let you keep moving forward. And that faith, using those type of eyes, that faith will lead to hope. And sometimes, guys, and here's the last thing I want to mention about this gray area. Have you ever been into a, a point in your life where you're you're tired of hoping? I've seen people that um, after seeing what they've seen in life and after experiencing what they've experienced in life, not just one time or two times, but multiple times, their hope for better things is shot. They just don't have it. Which is understandable because of what they've already seen. Hope sometimes is hard. It's hard to keep believing in better. When the evidence keeps proving. Why are you doing that? <laughs> and it almost it almost makes you feel insane. And this is what I mean by that. Life keeps teaching you. The same lesson and keeps doing the same thing to you over and over and over. But you keep believing that things are going to get better over and over and over. But things don't get better over and over and over. So you feel like you're insane on the one end because you feel like I keep believing that things are going to get better, but I keep seeing the same thing. So you start feeling crazy. But that's what faith does. Hebrews 11. Faith actually brings that hope that we need. And so there's plenty, there's so there's situations in scripture where men didn't have hope. Men didn't know what to do. You know, we looked at Paul, you know, we looked at Jeremiah, we looked at the people there. Sometimes it's hard to have hope, but I'm reminded of Romans chapter eight. I want you guys to go there with me. Romans chapter eight and verse number four. This is, this is important, especially when talking about hope. Make sure I have the right text here. Oh, Romans chapter eight, verse 24. Romans 8, verse 24. So now notice what the text says here. We are saved by hope. But watch what he says here. This is important. We are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. 
for what a man sees, why does he yet hope for it? So remember we just talked about how we wish sometimes that we could have a, not necessarily a sign, but if we could just have a little piece of confidence or a little a little peek into the future to know that what we're doing is okay. Then Paul says here, if we if we would have that, Paul said that's not hope. You know, sometimes we feel like I can't really give myself to this to God unless I know that certain things are going to happen or certain things will happen or I don't have to go through certain things. But if we if we already knew that beforehand, that's not hope. And Paul says, why do we hope for it if we would know it? But he says in verse 25, but if we hope for that, which we see not, then we do with patience wait for it. So then when we're in this situation, guys, so now the main question is, how do we get out of this? How do we get out of the gray area? How do we get out of the phantom zone? How do we get out of the dead zone? How do we get out? Of, how do we get out of the no hope zone? Verse 26 of Romans 8. When we're in this situation, likewise, the spirit also helps our infirmities. Because we're in this situation where we don't know if we need to keep hoping for this. We don't know what we need to say. So this is why he says that in verse 26, because sometimes when when you're in a situation where you feel like there's no hope for you and your future, you don't even know what to pray for. You don't even know what to add. Sometimes, guys, you get to a point in your life where I don't even know what I even need. I don't even know what I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to ask for. I don't even know. So that's why he says in Romans eight. The spirit helps our infirmities. For we know not what we need to pray for as we ought to. But the spirit itself makes intercession for us. Watch this with groanings that cannot be uttered. When we're in that space where we have no hope, it's a certain level of groaning that you can't even put into a sentence. But the spirit helps that infirmity. And he, verse 27, that searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the spirit. Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Sometimes, guys, as we close, when we're in this state of having no hope, sometimes we feel like the Lord has really forgotten us. Sometimes when you look at yourself, it, it almost feels like the Lord just the Lord just doesn't want something for you. The Lord doesn't want you to have this and be this. And sometimes it just feels like the Lord is sometimes holding some things from you. Maybe it feels like that for you. I've been there too. But the the great thing about it is those days where we feel like there's no hope for me, there's no hope moving forward. There's no hope for brighter days. There's really no hope because life keeps proving to me the same thing over and over again. 
When you find yourself in that state, guys, even if you can't articulate a prayer, go to the Father. Because Romans says the Lord understands, the Spirit understands those groanings that you can't even put into words. You can't even put into words, guys, how tired you are of being rejected over and over by jobs, by schools, by other things. You can't put into words how things keep happening to you. You just can't put into words. But the Father knows the mind. And the Son knows the mind, Jeremiah. And he makes intercession for the saints. So the times that you feel like there's no hope for you, it's over. It's a wrap. The Lord is making intercession on your behalf according to his will. So I know I know during these times in this gray area, you can feel like you can almost feel like a vagabond. You know, you can almost feel like the Lord is isolating you for a reason. You know, you can feel like you can almost feel like you're not as special as everybody else is. But when you're in that mode, go to the father who will read your heart. There's times where you're in that mode where you can't explain to other people what you feel because you don't know how to explain it. But the Lord knows your heart. Let him read it and let him help you. So then according to the will of God, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called to his purpose. So are you in that gray area? If you are, go to the Father. And I could do that more. We all could do that more. Go to the Father. Go to him in prayer. Let us pray for you. You know, you may not be able to articulate it, but I mean, let us at least bring your name to the throne. So and maybe you're in that gray area. Don't don't stay there. Obviously, I know it's tough, and, and some of you have been in there longer than others. But we don't have to stay in that zone. There's a way out. So let's, and I'm talking to myself too, let's somehow, somehow let's bring that hope back through Scripture and through the hope and the power um, of what the Lord can do for us. So I hope that I was able to help you um, throughout your week this week. Um, again, let us pray for you. Um, we love to. We love to pray for you to see how we can help and, and be an encouragement to you uh, so that we can help you grow and and have that confidence in the Lord. Um, so there may be another podcast this week. I think tonight, Lord willing, I may be on with uh, with Tucker and Christian if schedules work out on their podcast. So be looking out for that. Um, but most likely we'll probably have another podcast later on this week, maybe Friday sometime, um, where we can study and we can learn a little bit more. So, uh, if I don't see you this week, then I know for sure, Lord willing, I'll see you on Monday. Thanks guys.